Welcome back to the Euronet Plus Green Deal podcast. Throughout history, people have always kept pets. There are no signs of this changing. If anything, pet ownership, whether we are talking about a cat, a dog, a turtle or a parrot, is on the rise. More than anything, our furry, scaly and feathery friends keep us company and give us a sense of purpose. Along the way, they can also reduce our stress levels, improve heart health and even help children's social and emotional development. According to 2021 statistics from the European pet food industry, 90 million households, about 46% of EU households, now own a pet. This is 20 million more than a decade ago. Cats are the most popular choice, followed by dogs. Just like humans, though, pets produce waste. Perhaps the most obvious type of waste comes in the form of dog poo bags, which are alarmingly often spotted swinging from trees. Bulgarian veterinarian Dr. Mila Bobadova notes that these bags, even when they are disposed of correctly, represent huge quantities of hard-to-avoid waste. But although the waste itself is hard to avoid, a more careful choice of bag can play a role in reducing our dog's climate pole print. Martin Nikolov, a journalist at BNR, shares her comments. We have several types of bags for collecting dog feces. Some are biodegradable, some are made of corn and are said to act as fertilizers, and then there are the plastic ones. Very often people choose the plastic ones because the others are more expensive. The ones that fertilize, of course, are the most expensive. And people don't want to leave their comfort zone. They don't think before getting a pet that they are actually going to have to spend a little bit more to protect the environment. How many pet owners can honestly say that they have considered their four-legged friend's environmental impact beyond possibly stretching to a more expensive poo bag? Yet they do have an impact. As Slovenian vet Anja Zavrsnik, who also co-owns Ekoprolog, Slovenia's first online environmentally friendly pet store, tells our colleague Lydia Petkovic. I would say that, in reality, we are not very aware of the impact our animals have on the environment. We are perhaps most aware and active when we are dealing with poo bags, because this is something dog owners have to deal with every day. And maybe some people give some thought to how commercially prepared pet food is packaged. That's as far as it goes. But the tide is turning, so I'm optimistic. If you think about it, every animal has some level of environmental impact. So the more animals we have, the greater the impact on the environment. I would start with responsible ownership. In other words, preventing unwanted births, making responsible purchases and so on. The second most problematic issue is, of course, the predominantly meat-based diet our domestic animals have, specifically dogs and cats. It's estimated that somewhere between 10 and 20% of the world's meat production is used to feed our pets. Given that the number of these animals is increasing, this is a very worrying figure. Dr. Zavreshnik's concerns about pet-oriented meat production are echoed by university professor Dr. Mario Codreanu from the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine in Bucharest, who was interviewed by our colleagues at Radio Romagna. Pets, referring mainly to dogs and cats here, are, by definition, carnivores. Obviously, it's the protein intake that is key. 
Protein conditions the animal's metabolism and the proper functioning of its digestive system and of its whole body, both for a dog and for a cat. This kind of feed with a high protein-based energy content will generate much more pollution than any other food, whether natural or domestically produced. From this perspective, the pollution rate for a high-protein pet food for dogs or cats will be very high, generating pollution comparable to, and often even many times higher than, that generated by the production and manufacture of human food, and even comparable to other heavily polluting industries. Yet another vet, Tamara Ferrari, who has been caring for Croatia's animals for 30 years, tells journalist Rajan Zima that we should challenge the notion that dogs and cats require red meat to be healthy. When it comes to dogs and cats, we're talking about huge quantities of meat-based food. And we all know how many resources are wasted to produce this kind of food. Large areas of land are used. Forests need to be burned to create fields on which will grow food for cows or poultry, from which meat will then be produced. Poultry in this case is more economical, has better growth, so we should turn towards turkey and chicken and away from beef. The precise food our pets eat is not the only issue, of course. There is also the way this food is processed and packaged. As Kinga Schneider, spokesperson for the Nui Animal Shelter in Hungary, points out to Hungarian journalist Xilla Adam. Unfortunately, Unless you're extremely environmentally conscious, animal ownership cannot be considered an environmentally friendly activity in Hungary right now, to say the least. Just think about it. Animal food and products to protect them against various parasites are marketed in extra-large and special packaging. From our own experience, training animals also generates a lot of packaging materials and unnecessary waste. Some of this waste can be avoided by buying the basic ingredients for our pet's diet and preparing the food ourselves. This is true, of course, in theory. But there are other factors to consider. Let's return to Professor Mario Codreanu in Romania. A food prepared at home will certainly be less polluting from this point of view. However, the physical, thermal and even chemical preparation process will be extremely time-consuming. That's why the alternative food for our companions at home, our pets, is commercial food, commercially produced, conditioned and technologized to the max, precisely for the owner's convenience and lack of time. The best, most balanced, highest quality food, as in the case of humans, is the food found in our homes. However, all the ingredients, along with the main protein component, will require thermal processing and the addition of other ingredients, from potatoes to rice to other things that we incorporate alongside. I was talking about protecting animal origin. These will certainly be susceptible to degradation over time. A commercial food has a much longer shelf life than, for example, a vegetable, meat or fish meal that we prepare at home for our dog or cat where the food very quickly begins to ferment, oxidize, degrade and spoil. For this reason, convenience generally dictates that we opt for commercially produced foods. Since it's not realistic that everyone will make their pets meals from scratch, another eco-solution might be to avoid giving our pets a meat-based diet. 
AmiPlanet is an Italian company that produces completely plant-based pet food. Founded in 2002, it was the first company of its kind anywhere in the world, and it now exports globally. But even this global success story has faced difficulties convincing customers on the domestic market, says export manager Stefano Schettini to Radio 24's Giulia Cannizzaro. We started out as a vegan company and were only recognized by the vegan world. Today we are no longer a vegan company, we are a plant-based company. This means that we are no longer tied to a specific group of people, but are more widespread. Obviously, this spread is somewhat proportional to the civic sense of inhabitants, so we export a lot to those countries that have, over the years, gone further down the road towards eco-sustainability, towards respect for animals, towards an awareness that individual choices have an impact on communities. So, we export a lot to the Germanic world, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and to the Anglo-Saxon world. Meanwhile, we export a lot less to Southern Europe, for example, where there is a more traditional mentality, where not eating meat makes people a bit suspicious. For her part, Ugne Nedzinskaite, a junior researcher in animal nutrition at the Lithuanian University of Health Sciences, does not believe that natural carnivores should be vet a vegetarian diet. But, she says in an interview with Junior Diaz, greener alternatives to traditional meat do exist. Insects, for one. Indeed, insect-based pet food is an innovation that she really hopes will take off. I very much hope that this will happen, because I personally have already started using insect protein-based dog food. Both dogs and cats are predators, especially cats, and you cannot and should not make them vegetarians. This idea is actually much more sustainable in terms of cultivation. It's also quite innovative. And from an animal welfare point of view, it's much more humane to breed insects for dog food than our common farm animals like cows or chickens. In a conversation with Radio General Secretary of IRK, the Portuguese Association for the Compound Animal Feed Industry, also mentions algae-based and insect-based animal feed as two innovations that could help to reduce our ecological footprint. At the moment we are studying, for example, such important alternatives as algae and insects as a very important source of protein in the future to contribute to making food increasingly sustainable and with the lowest possible environmental impact. These are two business and food areas that we are working on and which are very promising looking forward. I can say that one of the goals of the Insectaria project is for Portugal to have an insect production and supply cluster and to be a leader in the insect market. That is the goal, not only for pet food, but for animal feed too. Let's see. In the three years to come we have an investment of around 60 million euros. But if you don't yet have a pet and the idea of feeding one insect doesn't tickle your fancy, you could simply choose a vegetarian one, suggests Croatian vet Tamara Ferrari. 
According to statistics, turtles leave the smallest carbon footprint, but they're not often kept as pets in our country. They live a very long time, and we do not recommend buying them for children because, as a rule, they get bored with pets. However, all herbivorous animals, such as rabbits, hamsters and guinea pigs, and other small herbivores, leave almost no carbon footprint. Before we sign off, it's important to make one thing clear. Nobody is suggesting we overturn a practice that has existed for millennia and give up keeping domestic animals. It's all about finding the right balance. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for another Euronet Plus Green Deal podcast episode. Bye.